All right, this is Jose here with Neighborhood Loans. We have the Chavez brothers here today. We have Brad and Everardo. Welcome. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Thank you for having us. Of course. Um, and we're here today just, you know, uh, a market update. Obviously, you know, the real estate market, you know, our market has shifted tremendously in, in the last couple of months. You know, mortgage rates going up. So I wanted to bring you guys in today so we can share, like, what's, what, what are you guys seeing out there from, from, you know, the real estate side, the partner side, on what our clients, you know, are, are asking you or questions that are coming up right now? since the market has shifted since earlier this year? Um, so overall right now what's happening is uh, I have a lot of clients are asking me, hey, should I, uh, should I wait to, to buy? Uh, these rates, you know, they're going, they're going up and everybody's getting worried. Um, I, always, I always mention to them, if they're in a situation where they're renting and right now with the rental market being as crazy as it is, um, it's, it's always a good time to buy. It's just getting into a home, getting a, a good deal, especially in today's market that there's just some, so much uncertainty um, but still, the real estate market holding strong is get in there, get a, get a good opportunity, and then in the next couple of months, we can look into refinancing and, and dropping that monthly payment. Right. And just to mention that, what people don't realize as well is right now, people's concern is interest rates. So interest rates are very high or supposedly very high for some people. Uh, and it's true, but the benefit of that is demand is low. So as a buyer, it's a great time to take advantage because a few months ago, a year ago, when interest rates were high, uh, low, we had a lot more demand. So right now you get a better, I mean, it may be more as a mortgage payment, but you could always refinance, Correct. you know, you can't change the price that you bought a house for. Correct. And then, I mean, you guys have a different perspective because, you know, obviously you guys are in the rental business as well. You know, you guys have mm -hmm. apartment complexes. Like, what do you guys see? I would say like from renters that you, cause I mean, you guys probably on a day-to-day -day basis, right. See people that are renting, you know, month to month or, you know, 12 month leases. Mm -hmm. Like what are those, you know, you guys have conversations with, with your tenants, what kind of conversations do you guys have with them about buying, um, possibly getting out of renting from, from one of your places and, and into a house? You know, that's a good point. So that's that's one thing that I always like uh, consult with tenants. And I, and I mentioned to them, hey, you're paying, if not more, the same as you would be purchasing. So instead, how about, you know, budgeting and, and uh, you guys are able nowadays uh, in the rental market, sometimes it's the first, the last and the security deposit. So in a sense, it comes out to almost 3% down of a purchase price. So maybe um, instead of, of, uh, of renting, continuing to rent, just save up as much as you can, try to get that down payment and get you guys into a house because most of the, the tenants that we're screening have good qualifications. Almost everybody's averaging above 650 and they have the, the qualifications that, that a, a loan requires. They just unfortunately don't have the down payment. Um, so it's, it's just really educating them and trying to get them in the position to qualify. Cause yes, as landlords, it's great to have rents, but at the same time, if we can make a difference and and, and help, a, uh, you know, an individual get into a home, um, then it's, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. The best thing about that is, you know, when you purchase your mortgage payment, isn't changing unless you refi, yeah. you know? Um, so with rent, you know, you're having, a, you have a six month year or 15 month lease. But with that being said, once that six months is up, you don't know if you can afford the next month amount. Yeah. So you're moving more constantly, and some people may prefer that. Yeah. Uh, right. But in the long run, I mean, it's more expensive than it is to purchase, and at the end of the day, you don't build equity renting. Yeah, so I, I think me growing up when I was a kid, growing up in apartments, I grew up, you know, predominantly apartments growing up my mm -hmm. whole life. I, I don't know if you guys see this, but I feel like 
you know, people become close in, in, in those units. Yeah. And yeah. I think they scare each other. Like one <laughs> yeah. of these, like, it's like, oh, no, I can't buy. It's too expensive. You know, and th- th- that whole little complex starts talking. So it's like yeah. most of those people stay there forever because they're, yeah. they're just scaring each other. Like, no, you can't buy. Or it's not impossible. Or they think like, oh, it's too hard to qualify. Yeah. And I think it's just having those conversations to be like, and people don't realize like, oh, I thought it was like, people are scared sometimes because like they hear other people in yeah. the, in the oh, apartment yeah. complex talking like, oh, no, it's hard. You know, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yes. And, and then finally when somebody breaks out of that little cycle and they're like, actually it wasn't that hard and then yeah. you said other people like really oh, who did you talk to like let me get their information let me right is that something yeah. that you guys see because like i, I saw yeah. that growing up mm-hmm. i remember older you know obviously older people than me i was a kid having those conversations i still remember like oh no it's it's impossible like you know you, mm-hmm. you need 20 percent down or you need right. a hundred credit oh it's always and, been and, yeah. okay so that that's that's pretty funny um and, and then the, sorry oh, sorry to interrupt you but the biggest thing with that is i think it's just that people don't ask or they're afraid to ask because, like, I've heard that a lot, you know, where people are like, you know, they think that they need 20% down. They don't know that there's, there's down payment assistance programs, or yeah. they don't know that there's three and a half, you know, FHA programs or 3%, depending on, on uh, interest rates, obviously. Yeah. I'm sorry, on uh, credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you know, they don't ask, so they don't ever find out. So there's some people that, you know, they, buy, they end up purchasing at 45, yeah. but could have at 20, Correct. not knowing that, you know, there was other opportunities for them. And that was a conversation that I was having with Alex last time. I think people, you know, they're getting advice from from the wrong people, you exactly, know. Right? Instead yeah. of the professionals, the people who are in the business, mm-hmm. people who have experience, they're, mm-hmm. they're they're getting. It's like a fear monger thing. It's like, you know, I spoke to my uncle who had a five hundred credit, right, and, right. You know, and yeah. it's like, and then he talked me, and then I'm telling somebody else the wrong information. It's just right. misinformation that that that, that gets spread, exactly. especially like in an apartment complex. Like I said, it's almost like the cheese man. El cheese man, <laughs> and, and it's funny because a lot of times. Um, you know, uh, our, our generation comes from like um, heritage, like coming from Hispanic background. A lot of uh, individuals sometimes say, "Hey, you know, my dad and my grandparents they didn't buy, so maybe I can't either." Right. Or they come to through that through that mindset of like, "Hey, everybody around me says I can't buy, or they can't buy. Everybody's renting, so I think this is the right thing to do." But then there's there's those individuals that say, "You know what? I, I want a better life not for just myself, my future, and my family, my kids. So I need a." take the, the extra step and, and get into a home. And sometimes, unfortunately, there's sometimes, um, you know, parents or, or grandparents that interfere with all that. And they say, mijo, you know, like the, the houses are too expensive, the rates are too expensive, the monthly payments too expensive. You're, te estás metiendo en, en, en un, te estás dando en something that you're not going to get out of. Correct. And it's, yeah. it's sad because um, instead of motivating and trying to push, uh, you know, Almost a child so. towards a better future, you're just holding them down and you just want them to be equal rather than try to be better. better. Right. So, exactly. uh, you know, that yeah. that's that's a huge thing that I, I always try to educate and say, hey, you know, you you have to have that support base because without without that support base, it's, you know, it's very difficult to even achieve, let alone like, get into a home and, 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 and take the extra step to be a homeowner. Oh, yeah. No, like I said, you grew up in that. Like, I mean, I... I still go back home and there's still friends who are still living in that complex yeah, and it's right. just, I mean, they never, I think it was just fear instilled to them since they were little. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. This is, I'm always going to rent and right. I think, you know, we've had conversations before. I was like, you know, there's people that are just meant to be renters for life but it's right. just because, you know, since uh, early age, I think they've just been still like, hey, this is what, like you said, mijo, like, no, it's too expensive. Yeah. What if you lose your job? You know, you can lose your house. They'd right. rather just stay renting right. than, than, than it's just not getting the proper knowledge, not working with, like I said, with, with the correct people. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I want to bring up, I know you, you guys, both you guys mentioned the rates. What, what are customers saying right now, you know, to you guys as far as, you know, the market and the rates? Uh, a lot of clients are just asking, hey, should I, should I put off the purchasing right now? Because rates are just too excessive. 
Um, and I and I always just go back and tell them the example of there's individuals that want a better life in future and get into a home that are paying 12, 14, 15% interest. You know, there's private financing out there for a reason. There's hard money. There's individuals that have I-10s and they don't have the you know, the beneficial, they, they, they can't get into a home with social security. So they, they, they get these 12, 14% loans because instead they look at it as like, Hey, um, it's, 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 yes, it's a little more expensive, but it's getting you into the, the process of purchasing some, a home and maybe, um, get creative with it. And, and, Within a year, we can look into refinancing, or we can look into getting a second position HELOC, or we can look into maybe a 15-year rather than 30-year, or maybe an arm's length transaction, something like that, that can uh, increase their chances. Um, no, absolutely. And then one thing, again, coming back to that question is uh, with interest rates right now being so high, you know, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, what people don't realize is they can refinance if interest rates go back down in a few months or in a year or in two years. What you can't change is the purchase price of your house. So right. when demand is high, you know, a year ago we had people paying 25, 30, 40, 55, wave, yeah, 100,000 oh, over man. and yeah. waving appraisals. We Correct. all saw it yeah. happen. Yes. So right now it's crazy to think that, you know, some people, because demand is low, again, I mean, it's just based on what the, um, basically what everything around them is yeah. showing. Right. Everyone is kind of, you know, they don't see the demand as high, so they're kind of concerned. They see interest rates higher, but again, people are focusing it too much on interest rates and not as much as demand because right now, if you purchase a house, you know, we're not paying $25,000, dollars $45,000 over. Now we could actually buy a house at list price or, or possibly even under list price and get you closing costs. Right. So basically, right now, we are, you know, going into a buyer's market. So that's what we need to look at as buyers and take advantage of. I'm glad you brought that up because I was having this conversation where I was saying, you know, earlier in the year, January, February. Right. I mean, I, the market sellers had all the control. Oh, right. I'm so talking exactly. about everything. When rates yeah, were yeah. super low, it's like, Absolutely. hey. So they knew there were so many buyers. So they were getting, I mean, you guys, I would have conversations with you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, houses had 30, 40, 50, 60 Beautiful. offers. Right, yeah. <laughs> You know, and we're like, what? And it's like. Selling you know, 24, 48 hours. And it's like the gone. seller, the seller's <laughs> like, I want you to do 100 push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Give up <laughs> your child, you know, yeah, yeah. and wave your appraisal, wave yeah, the, the appraisal gap, 100,000. And you'd be surprised. And people were like, all right, yeah, like, let's so do it, you know. And I think now that, you know, rates are, are going up a bit. You know, I think it's stabilizing the market not to where, like, the tables have turned. Right. And like right. you said, exactly. now it's like the buyers are like, okay, so now it's our turn to, to flex our muscle. And it's like. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that buyers need to see it that way, but they're not. They, they, you know, they yeah. see that interest rates are high. And there's a reason that they're high because that's what's giving them those opportunities. You know, that's what's kind of controlling our market a little bit so that they have yeah. a possibility. So houses aren't becoming like Cali where we're buying, where, you know, all of our yeah. market is over a million dollars in property, you know. Correct. So the thing is, things change because it's the benefit of the market, you know, yeah. it's, so we got to switch between sellers and buyers markets. So everyone has an opportunity to basically buy and sell. Correct. And I, uh, I think it has a lot to do with the overall, like the representation. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of buyers or sellers are misrepresented. Uh, that, that lack of communication or that lack of knowledge from the realtor, the broker has a lot to do with it. You know, there's sellers out there that are still stubborn. They think that it's a seller's market. Yeah. They think they're going to put the property $50,000 above what it's actually worth yeah. and it's going to sell. That's not the time we're in right now. Right now, right. the properties are, you just have to comp them and, and make sure that you price them accordingly and they will sell. Yeah. Um, buyers are, you know, as far as buyers, they see price reductions and they get, they get scared. Yeah. They think the market is crashing, crashing, but it's not crashing. What it is, is at one point, the seller priced the property right before May when yeah, all this yeah, started yeah. shifting yeah. and they overpriced it. Right. So now they're just pricing it back to what it was actually worth and what it actually is worth. Correct. And that price reduction gets 
buyers on worried, but it's not to be concerned. It's just take the opportunity and and I, and like Brad said, you know, get into a, a home, try to get full closing costs, um, and and take advantage of the timing that we're in. Uh, and the same thing goes to sellers. If the pri- if the property isn't selling, if you're not getting foot traffic, we need to do price reductions, and we have to actually see why the house isn't selling there's always factors to it it's not just like hey you want to throw it on the market and it's just going to sit there and eventually it's going to sell that's not the market that we're in it's just it's just like milk you know after two weeks it's going to spoil yeah right i'm glad you brought that up because i feel like what happened was like you said in may you know agents you know are probably wanting to get the listing so they're probably telling sellers like hey i can get you 50 100 over so then it's like towards the end of this you know before rates started going up so then they list it and then the start going up right, so then right. people see like oh like they're, re- they're reducing the price they're re- you know right. the market's crashing but it's like no like what happened was this listing agent got it at the tip of you know the, right before rates went up they're promised right. they're over promising under delivering yes you know like is. i can you know i see these other houses that just got listed yeah. we're gonna up them you know yeah right. and i and i that's why I personally you know I, I think that's what's going on here in arizona and I, I think it's not that market's crashing it's just like it's, it's leveling out it's, it's, a, it's, it's a correction it's, it's, it's a it's correction correcting. exactly yeah, it's, it's it's leveling out and, and and sometimes you know i'll take on listings and and the sellers come you know that the house is listed for, for example, let's say it's four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I come at that listing presentation, obviously knowing what they priced it for, yeah. and I tell the sellers, "Hey, um, based off my comps, the house isn't worth four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars." I'll be honest with them, and I'll tell them what it's actually worth. And I and I, and and the way I do business is, I'm honest, yeah, and right. it's either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. So I'll be honest regardless, and if you like what I have to say. It, we're going to have a great transaction. We're going to have a great business relationship. Correct. And if you're going to be kind of stubborn and, and that's going to uh, interfere with the relationship, then, you know, unfortunately, maybe it's not meant to be. But a lot of sellers, they just want to hear, hey, I'm going to sell your house for $450,000, knowing that the average house has sold for $400,000. I'm not going to give you unfulfilled promises. If I tell you what it's worth and we price it for that, I assure you we're going to sell it. I'm not going to tell you something that you want to hear and just so I can get the listing and then just sit on the market and have it on my website showing that it's for sale. Yeah. You know, that's not what, that's not what, that's not the proper way to do business. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then what a lot of sellers having a hard time right now, especially, uh, I mean, that's a very valid point that he brought up, but right now, and we hear it all the time, property is sitting on the market a few, a, yeah. l- a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, we're not selling 48 hours. Sometimes it's taking two weeks now. So One there's day. longer yeah. days on the market, but again, it all comes down to supply and demand, you know? So, at one point, there was so much demand and not enough supply. Right now, it's balancing itself off. And like I said, like we were talking about, it's a correction now. So yeah, right. now that everything is leveling out, as long as property is priced right, then it will sell. Correct. But the, the hard thing is, as sellers, we also got to understand that, you know, the market shifts. So we're not in the opportunity. We're not in the position that we were a year ago where, you know, we were so hesitant. We did it. We basically wanted everything, like you said, you know, we wanted arms and we wanted legs and we wanted 20,000 yeah, or 40,000 yeah. over. Right now we got to look at, you know, the other side of it and see, you know, now we got to give concessions. Now we got to do this to be able to sell that house. So we can't be so stubborn when it comes to selling at this Correct. moment. No, no. And like I said, I've always told you guys, it, it matters on, on who you work with, you know, the experience. I'll give you guys an example. Like, let's have a, a Texas agent mm-hmm. who, you know, th- their buyer was making an offer on a house and they knew that the price, the house was not going to appraise Right. It was and you know, they over they overpriced it and the smallest detail I asked I remember asking the, like the appraiser I was looking at it and what it was the house was only across like a main road yeah but what it was it was a different builder you know mm-hmm. so they, they were trying to go off the highest comp from the other builder a newer community uh, yes. literally like I said it was just four lanes right. but yeah. that that small little difference you know it's like the house was overpriced by almost a hundred thousand cost right. like, the deal exactly wow. yeah. so it's like you know the seller wasn't too very happy yeah. but I'm like hey like you know yeah this house over here but 
you're giving me comps that is from a whole different community, a whole yeah. different builder. You know, that community was built, you know, maybe five years ago to right. whereas this one's, you know, 15 years old. Right. So that, that little small detail, like, that the listing agent didn't pay attention to, right. you know, it's... And that's very often. I do see that a lot, especially in communities where basically... For example, what's behind the house? You know, there's some if it's a, if it's an apartment complex and the front house the house in front of it has another house behind it that has a lot to do with it. You yeah. know, obviously there's less vandalism going or less vandalism, uh, uh, less of a possible vandalism uh, yeah. risk at the one that has a neighbor behind it than the one that has an apartment complex or a Walmart behind it or a parking lot. Because, or yeah, or an alley. Yeah. So <laughs> that all has to do with when it comes to pricing property that we had to take in a and. In accumulation and into consideration when it comes to pricing these properties, because again, you know that's what is helping us sell these houses, and that's what helps us price them. Because again, not as a buyer, if you think about it, I'm going to pay more for the house that puts me in less risk than the one that puts me in more. So correct. No, no, yeah. Um, And then as far as you know, we're talking about rates. I think you know I've been in business a little bit longer than you guys. So to me, I remember when I first started, I I was refinancing people who had like a twelve percent interest rate, a nine percent interest rate. So I've kind of seen this a little bit. So to me, it's like people are like, oh my god, interest rates are high. But like if you actually look like in the history of mortgage rates, I mean it's not. It's average. We we were spoiled for like the last four years, two percent, three percent, which is just unsustainable for it to stay like that forever. You know, like you said, the 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 market is correcting. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up to you guys. And like back to the, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I kind of li- that that crash mm-hmm. that 2000 2007 right. 2008. Right. Are people bringing that up to you guys? Like, hey, is this is this happening again? Or what, what uh, do you guys hear on the streets yeah. right now? You know, that's been the conversation that most buyers have brought up yeah. since like 2015. It's always like, hey, you know, are we leading towards that? And every year, there's always one client that decides to wait. And I've had one client that's been waiting since 2018, and I tell them every single time that, hey, our house is adjusting. No. You want to call me again in, in a year? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, it's just what happened back in 2008, it, we're not going to experience that again. I don't, right. I don't think we're going to ever live that moment ever again. What's going to happen, the market's going to adjust, and it's always adjusted. So it's always just, just my recommendation is always to budget accordingly, take the steps into the, the, you know, the stream, don't dive in immediately. Um, there's, there's buyers out there that want to buy, you know, five, ten houses and retire in rental properties. Yeah. But do it slowly. Get a feel for it and, and, and budget accordingly. And as long as you can make up the monthly payment and budget accordingly, then there's no, there's no real risk because that's going to be a home that you're going to occupy for years to come. We all, need somewhere, we all need somewhere to live. We need a roof over our heads. Shelter's, you know, priority. Why not own where you live? Correct. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the biggest thing with that, too, is... Um, Going back to the 08 topic, um, like Everardo said, I've had a few buyers ask me that, you know. And, again, we were a bit younger at the time, but we were very involved because yeah. we come from a family Parents. of investors, you right. know. So we saw, you know, big auctions. We, were, we got to experience what it was like from the investor standpoint and from the rental market as well because, you know, we were buying and renting. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I think what, uh, it all comes down to lack of knowledge. People need a realize why it happened before they think that it will happen again. Yeah. You know, so part of the reason that it happened was because there wasn't as much security for mortgages. You know, at that time, you could get a mortgage, you could get a $400,000, $500,000 mortgage making minimum wage. Correct. So realistically, or another thing, 
uh, fixed rates weren't a thing or they weren't right. as common. You yeah. know, there were amortized rates where they lock you in balloon for three, payments. four years. Right. Balloon payments yeah. after four years, you know, God forbid. I, I yeah. don't know how you can afford it, but, you know, in four years, you got to pay double the price. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people didn't realize. And that's why all these, you know, uh, trustee sales came to be. Yeah. And there's all these foreclosures, which hap- which is the reason that 08 happened right now. And I'm sure we could both, we could all agree to yeah. that. You know, mortgages are getting harder and harder to get not in the sense that you know qualification wise but safety wise you know people want more explanations people are you know looking into files a little bit longer to make sure that these people are going to be able to afford this mortgage and they're not going to end up you know being homeless in a few years no no and i get that like i said i get that question a lot too like you know is this happening again and and i back to educating people you know and and, you know trusting who you work with i tell people i'm like no that that was a completely different market yeah i go there was a bunch of loans at that time that should have never even been given out Right. Um, uh, there, there was a, a, a synchronism for for what those, they were called Nina loans, no yeah. income, no assets. Right. Exactly. You know, so yeah. you know, so it's like people were getting mortgages, like you said, that they couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just basing on values of homes continuing to go up to refinance right. out of it. Right. Exactly. But eventually, you know, it, it hit a stopping point. Mm-hmm. I used to work for a title company when when all that was going on through that oh, refi yeah. boom. Yeah. Like, uh, back then, you know, fax machines like that's how they would open escrows through a fax machine. Oh, wow. There was like I would say like twenty, thirty escrows a day, just cash out refis, cash out refis. Right. Um, and then like so I, you know, I got into the market like right after that crash, mm-hmm. and just seeing, you know, I was like, that, that's it's just. So I, I always tell people like that's completely different. Like now, yeah. you know, you know what's banks are check, we're checking everything, pay yeah. stubs, yeah. you know, work history, assets, everything. Right. So like I, I don't I don't see that coming. Um, I saw you know the Fed had a meeting the other day and and. Uh, the chief Powell was talking about it's not a market crash mm-hmm. you know it's just a correction right. yeah. you know like I said you know they're, they're leveling the playing field and it, it's it had to happen like so we couldn't just maintain rates at two or three percent yes so that's what was causing the home prices to go up so fast Inflation right. being so you know, high. especially yeah. here as you guys saw yeah. how many how many corporations you know came into this into this area into into this demographic and started buying up houses in cash you yeah, know right and yeah do we see that now yeah, right. Yeah. Right? you guys it it's probably continues. I haven't heard of you know Zillow or whatever other uh, yeah. you know buying homes anymore. I think that's I it's think helping. that's better for for our buyers. Right. You know, to, it's it's, it's leveling the playing field for them to be able to to buy their their, their properties. Yeah. Um. I think I think a lot of people from 2008 got discouraged with the whole facts of what what actually happened, and you know, it was a terrible time. Um. And they a lot of times sometimes they'll, they'll lose trust and also the, the representation, and that's why I, I tell clients all day. I, I wish I could tell everybody they qualify, but right. but they sometimes they don't. And, and I, every single conversation, I, and I told you, Jose, multiple times when we talk to clients, is if, if they don't qualify, we'll be t- we won't waste their time. We will tell them they don't right. qualify. Yeah. But what we would also do is we're going to tell them what they need to work on so that hopefully in the next three, six, a year, they're in the position to qualify. Right. So it's not really just turning our backs and, and calling it a day. It's yeah. actually helping individuals. And we're not out here to sell. We're, we're out here, honestly, and then the day we're out here to build relationships and help individuals right. out and get into a home so it's it's it, this real estate is not it's not like a sneezy salesman trying to get me into a home and and back in 2008 they were telling me all this beautiful thing that was happening just to just to have me end up foreclosing on it no that's not what's happening nowadays especially with our representation it's you know we care we actually we love um hanging out with our clients after closings we love you know having yeah. them on social media being friends with them and that's what you know that's why we do what we do and uh thankfully that's why we uh, been able to um, build a lot of relationships throughout the industry. I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, like people don't realize, like you said, back then I feel like it was just a salesman just to get through the transaction, right. never yeah. speak to you again. Right. And I yeah. feel like us, you know, the relations that we have with our clients, how many, I mean, it's not like we're out there marketing, you know, yeah. I'm not on the newspaper, I'm yeah. not on right. television, no, no. but yeah. it's just referral-based. You know, the, you know, you treat a customer right, you're honest, 
you give them great customer service, they refer to you. You know, here's my cousin, that's, here's my brother. Yeah. Um, and that's that's huge. And go, going back to like education, you know, I, I remember a few years back, I had a customer call me. He was out from California. You know, he was in one of those interest-only loans, and he called, right. and he was complaining. He was like, man, you guys never told me that my payment was going to go up. He didn't realize that he was paying interest only for 10 years on a wow. mortgage from like 2007. Wow. And his payment doubled. It went from like two grand to four grand. Jeez. And he was blaming, you know, the bank I was with at the time. Like, it's yeah. your guys' fault. And I could tell him, like, wait a minute. This bank didn't even do this loan. And I asked yeah. him. I said, hey, but, you know, this, you know, we didn't do the loan here, right? He goes, no. And I go, so how can you blame us? You know? Yeah, what, are you, what are you upset about? And I told him, I said, hey, you know, and I, and I, apologize. I, I felt for him. You know, I, I, was, I had sympathy yeah. for him. I was like, dude, I, I apologize that when you signed this loan, you know, nobody explained to you what you were getting into. Right. I go, but you're telling me. I, I told him I was brutally honest with him because at that time, I felt like he, that's what he had to hear. Yeah. And I said, hey, like, so you're telling me for 120 payments. I, I asked him, actually. I go, how do you pay your bills, online or do you send a check? He goes, no, I get the bill in the mail and I, and I, and I send a check. And I go, so you're telling me for 120 payments. You sent, you wrote a check for this two thousand dollars, and you saw the balance one hundred and twenty times, and you still saw that that four hundred thousand dollar balance didn't go down once. Going down? Yeah. yeah. And he literally said, "When I and like I said, I was brutally honest." He was like, "Damn." He goes, "I guess the dumbass here is me, huh?" He literally <laughs> oh, told me that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, "No, I'm Marsh not saying honesty. that, but I'm saying like, hey, like sometimes you got to pay attention to what you're doing." Yeah. Like, I, I paid one hundred and twenty times, and I saw that I owed the same amount. Yeah. I would have yeah. questioned something after like maybe one Absolutely, year, yeah. you know. But he was like, "No, you're right." And at the time, there was a program that helped them. We helped them, yeah. but. Like I said, it just go back. Like whoever helped them back then probably is like, here, just sign here, just yeah, sign, sign this, here, and call it a never day. talk to them ever again. You know, right. so uh, relationships are huge in this business. I, 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 I agree. We're in the we're in the business of relationship building, correct? Selling, Ex- so exactly, that's the most important thing that we got to think of. Correct. And we're not car salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the goal. You know, we got, we can't be car salesmen, right? And then you know, like back to you bring it up. You know, yeah. we want to build relationships, helping customers even if they don't qualify. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just recently had a customer uh, with your brother. Like the customer called me. They had gone to another lender, another realtor. He, she literally told me, she goes, no, he pulled my credit, never called me again. I'm like, yeah. did, you turn, yeah. did you turn any documents, anything? He goes, no. She was like, no, he didn't ask for anything. Right. And he goes, he said something about my credit was frozen. So, you know, they applied. I said, look, we could take the application. These are the documents I'm going to need. And it wasn't that the credit was frozen. It's just they had a zero credit score because mm. they've been, you know, they had moved to a new address. They hadn't established any credit at the new address. Right. There was no, so the, their credit was just zero. It's not that right. they didn't have any, it wasn't frozen. They're like, oh, my God, these people didn't tell me. And these people make like $10,000 a month. Wow. So it's just more like, hey, let's just get out two new credit cards. Let's establish this credit. They'll probably be ready in a couple months. You yeah, know? for sure. And, and they're, they are, they're ready to buy. Um, another question that I've been getting a lot, I don't know if you guys have been getting this, is like, you know, as far as when is a good time to buy and sell? Um, are you guys getting those questions, like that question? And, and you know, what, what do you guys tell, you know, your customers? There's always that, uh, that question, you know, that's when is the best time to sell and when, when's the best time to buy? Um, really, it's just... The moment just take advantage of the moment that we're in if uh the best time to buy is now because you guys lease is expiring your your month to month or you know it's just time to um get out of the nest and and find your own home then just take advantage of the timing because the the moment to buy is now you just wait and in the future your property is going to increase in value and your nest egg is going to grow even more um for selling same scenario if uh if you're selling you know when when sellers come and they ask me hey i'm interested in selling my home I always ask why. What's the reason you're selling your home? Because it's, you know, and it kind of surprises them because in, in, in their point of view, they're like, well, don't you want to sell it? Yeah, don't you want yeah. to <laughs> uh, so, so I always ask, no, no, no. I, I want to understand your scenario. If you're selling your home, why? What's the reason? Uh, are you behind payments? Are you, are you selling to, you know, for your, for your college, your kids' college? Or would you need those funds? Like, what's the, the, the reason? Because a lot of times, maybe you don't have to sell. Maybe if they want to keep it and they want to keep it as an investment property and they just wanted to get $50,000 for, for example, home improvements or, or their 
kids uh, college, I can I can point them to another direction, maybe a HELOC or maybe refinancing yeah. right. um, instead of selling. But if it comes down to selling, I was I, yeah mentioning is is just um, selling in the moment and taking advantage of the timing that we're in. So was it? Oh, yeah, and that's absolutely right. I mean, it's just you just got to live in the moment. Um, so right now, I mean, there's never the right moment to buy or sell. You know, the moment is now because you know if you didn't buy today, you're you were already late yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. When it comes to selling, I mean, if you're waiting for a perfect moment to sell, every day is a better day to sell, and every day is a better day to buy. Yeah. So realistically, you know, if you buy now, just like in a few days, it'll be a better day to sell. You're building that equity, so that's what you got to think of. When you buy in, you buy in, and you're building equity. Right. So you're not just buying into, you know, a dump, basically. People, and that's one thing that one conversation that I have with people is that they don't realize that, you know, that technically you're, when, you, when you buy a house, you're, you're paying yourself, you know, you're, you're, right. you're paying your balance right. down. You know, it's I'm, a big savings admit, account. Exactly, it's a yeah. savings account. For when you get older, you, you sell the house. Because um, with me, like, people are saying, like, oh, should I buy it? It's, it's not, it's not and I, people are, like, I'm back to, like, I'm getting influenced by people who, like, oh, no, it's not a good time to buy right now, you know? Yeah. But it's like, I told this people, because they say rates, but, but I'll give you a perfect example. Let's just say last year you were working a job where you were making 15 bucks an hour, right, right. you know, and you wanted to buy a $300,000 house, and maybe you can't afford it. Like, it's not a right time for that individual person, but now let's say they got a promotion, now they're making $60 an hour. For them, it's like, hey, now I got a, a, a more stable job, so now the right time for me is to buy. It has nothing to do with the rate being 2%, exactly. the rate being 6%. It's when you're financially ready, when you feel comfortable, when you have the money saved up for the down payment, mm-hmm. when, you know, it's like, hey, like, now I'm ready to buy. It's not, yeah. the market's not with the rate 6% or 2%. Right. right. Like, that, at that moment, now this person's actually ready to buy, financially stable, yeah. to be able to make those mortgage payments. Right. Absolutely. And exactly, it comes down to that. Interest rates change, you know, every hour of the day. Yeah. The, the purchase price does not change after you purchase, yeah. you know? So obviously, yeah, you could re- do a cash out refi if you need the funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's not the same thing, you know? If, you, if your interest is too high now, get a house that you could afford now. You know, in a few years, if interest rates drop, even better, you refinance, you have all that equity, and now you have a lower payment too, you yeah. know? No, it's it, a win-win for it, everyone. It goes back to play with the whole, um, it, it goes, for, for example, we've had clients in the past that qualified and maybe they didn't qualify for that home, but they qualify for townhouses, condominiums. Yeah. Right. But yeah. instead, they want to wait to save a little more to get into the house. <laughs> yeah. And what happens? The market. The market, the market. is yeah. keeps doing what, it, what it's doing. What and, do. and then in a year passes, the next thing you know, that house is so much farther to str- it's a farther stretch. Instead, buy into what you can. Because the moment, the, the, the faster you get into something and you wait, it's going to only continue to rise. So even if you only qualify for a townhouse or a condominium, something small, that, that, that's okay. You're buying, you're owning. It's ownership. Correct. And in a year, we can go into, and sell it or rent it and have, have passive income. If we sell it, we take those proceeds and we use it for a bigger down payment and then get you into your home. Right. You know, your first house is not going to be, it, it's, it's not going to be permanent. It's temporary. It's your first home. It's a starter home. Now, your dream home is not going to be your first home. Right. So it's just get, some, get into something that, that's going to be that you can work with for now and then look forward for the future because the future is going to be bright if you go that route. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> yeah. obviously that's something that we, I think we look, you know, if a buyer is 24 years old or you know, everybody's yeah. different, you know, a 24-year-old is not going to be with single man or single woman. Right. You know, it's like, oh, it's like you said, you're not buying your dream home. Yes. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it's, it's okay if it's a condo. It's right, okay right. if it's a townhouse. You know, you're, you're a single person, no kids, maybe yeah, a dog or right. whatever. Yeah. You know, obviously, and, and that's like building rapport, like, hey, like, you know, our, our customers' needs. Everybody's situation is different. Right. And I feel like it's like, hey, you know, we tailor, you know, to, to their needs, like what, what they're looking for. And they'll say, well, it feels like I'm, I'm living in an apartment. 
but hey, who, whose name's on the deed? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, exactly. It, it all comes down to play. Like, you actually own it. It's not like you're renting it. Yeah. Right. It might feel like an apartment, but you're a homeowner. Exactly. No, I, I agree a, a, a thousand percent. Just to put it in another example, it's kind of like not buying a car because you can't afford that Ferrari right now. You know, <laughs> not, I don't want to buy a Honda yeah. right now to get me around because yeah. I can't buy that Ferrari. But you need that Honda to get to that Ferrari, to get you to jobs, to get you to opportunities Correct. to yeah. be able to afford that Ferrari or that Lambo <laughs> that you want. Steps. Yeah. Baby, but it's baby steps. But it's baby steps. You know, you can't get to the top of the mountain without climbing it first. Yeah, yeah you so. can't skip the steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's You can't go from, from the first word to the 20th without, you know, I, I get it. Yeah, no, but that's good. That's, like I said, like that, that's what I like. It's, you know, when you tell people that, like I took, you know, a 24 year old who's applying, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, well, I can't afford that much. I'm like, no, you can afford a townhouse or a condo. Right. Like, yeah. you're, you're by yourself. Like, this is, and that one thing, that's the line that I tell them. I said, yeah, like, exactly. this is not your dream home. This is just to get your foot in the door, stop paying your rent, start paying yourself, mm-hmm. right. you know, and then in the future, you can either lease this apartment, this, con- I mean, this condo or townhouse out, and then yeah. you upgrade yeah. to, to a single family home. Most definitely. And then by that time, maybe you're in a relationship, you have kids, and, you know, and it's, I, yeah, it's, it's timing. The, the time is everything. Everybody, you know, age-wise, is they're in, they're in a different situation right, yeah. on, on what it is that they're looking for. I agree. Um, as I was talking to Brad earlier today, another thing, too, that I feel like, you know, partnering up with you guys, I think we have a, a great relationship that I feel Absolutely. like pe- people <laughs> don't bring up is, you know, on, on who you choose to work with. Yeah. And as far as, like I said, I, I came from a title company, an escrow company. So right. I, I was wondering, like, how, how important is it, you know, in a transaction when with the title company that, that you choose to work with? You know, it's, it's crucial. Um, coming from like a business background is, is supply chain is everything. So if you have one link, l- lose, supply chain is everything. So if you have one loose link, it's going to throw off the whole operation. Um, title company, the lender, you know, working with you, the title, Jackie Dominguez at, at Drake's title, like all that has a lot to do with it. And it makes the transaction much smoother because you have your team involved and you know that shit's going to get taken care of. Yeah. You know, every, yeah. everything's going to be done the way it's supposed to. And we're not going to have a hard time reaching out to the title company. We're not, we're not going to have a hard time getting a notary that's not going to know what the heck they're doing. Uh, we're going to make sure we have the opportunity um, set accordingly and we make sure that everything is moving smoothly right. so that's that's crucial having the right team is either going to make or break your business absolutely yeah because i mean like they say you're only as strong as your weakest link so yeah i mean title agencies are very important like everardo was matching jackie the whole drake's uh team is great i mean obviously neighborhood loans has been great so there's a reason that you know we suggest you know our we give our suggestions to use drake there's a reason that we try to fight and yeah. use these title agencies that we try to push people to use certain people that we're referring to them because not in, a, in any way uh, for their or our benefit, but it's in a matter of it's for their own good. You know, it's people that we know and trust yeah. and we know that they're, they're going to take care of them just like we are. So we can't do all things at once. We're, we're in charge of selling these houses, buying these houses for these clients, and you guys are in charge of financing the houses, getting all the loan terms for them, getting the best rates for them, and titles in charge of making sure that they have a clean and clear title with no clouds at Correct. the end of the day. So it all comes down to if you have this, a strong team, you know, your closings are going to get closed sooner. You're not going to have issues. There's going to be less bumps on the road. And there's going to be, you know, overall, it's just going to be a smoother transaction. So I, I think people don't realize either how, how much, you know, in one transaction, how many people are involved, you know, from, right, from exactly. yeah. you know, the listing agent to well, the buyer's agent to processing to yeah. underwriting to title. Yeah. And it's like every, everything's got to be solid, you know, it's for right. it to, you know, people, sometimes people want to close in less than 30 days, 15 day closing. We've done it before. Yeah. But I mean, everybody plays a crucial role in that, exactly. in, in that, in that process. It's go time. We got to move quick. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jackie, you know, over at Drake's title. She's amazing. Yes. We, I just had an experience here. We had an experience in the office where, yeah. like, this title company was like, no, nah, we close at five. Like, like yeah, I'm exactly. like, what? Like, close at five, open at Monday. You guys yeah. can go, we'll send a notary somewhere else yeah. and sign it up. 
a Starbucks or a donut shop, and I'm like, what? It's like, imagine as a buyer, this is the first time you're buying a house, yes. and you're over here signing documents at a Starbucks, at a Starbucks yeah. with all these people around you. I you was, have like, all these I, questions. I was just like, yeah. man, yeah, exactly. I was like, I can't believe that title company yeah. said that. Like, no, we close at 5 o'clock, and that's right. it. Like, well, there's nothing we can do. You can't come in at 501 and sign. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. So, no, like I said, you know, shout out to Jackie for sure. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to want to bring up or that's going on in the market? Any, anything interesting that you guys are seeing out there right now? Um, I think one thing I want to just point out is is there's always uncertainty in the market. There's always um, what what if what what's going to happen in in the next month or two or next year. Um, when it feels right, it is right. So just go with your gut feeling and act. Yeah. Um, if you want to wait, then we're on standby to help. If you want right. to buy, then we're ready to help. Right. So it's the timing. It's it's not if you're gonna if there's any potential um, buyers that want to buy or sellers that want to sell and they reach out. There's never going to be a, a pushy salesman that's going to tell them, hey, you know, like, uh, I, want, I want to sell your house now or I want to help you buy now. It's just consultation. If you guys have any questions uh, of financing, just reach out to us. Um, let us know because really, and then they want to help. We want to put you guys in the position to qualify. So right. that's always crucial. It's just yeah. really um, getting the representation and actually consulting with individuals that know, like us, um, the industry. Brent? Yeah, just same thing. I mean, just seek the help that you need, you know. If you feel right, if you feel like it's the right moment for you, then it's the right moment. Mm-hmm. If you feel like it, you know, there's other uh, things that may be more important at the moment. You don't think that you're financially there yet. That's fine. Wait, but ask if you're thinking of buying in the next year. Yeah. Ask now so you can prep for that year mark. Right. Because the worst part is buying when you realize that it's too late. You know, when your lease is coming up, you can't find another place. We're a month, and you, now you want a house within a month. Time frame, you know, it's realist. It's yeah, not it's realistic not, all the time. Not, not so rush. What, what we want to do is not rush and do our research before we get to the moment that we think is right for us. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're here to help. You know, whether it's at the moment or in the future, all you got to do is just reach out and ask for help. Correct. I mean, you'd be surprised. Like people just not asking. Like I've had people tell me, like, oh, well, I, I've never gone to anybody because people think like. You're going to charge them just for a consultation. Exactly. Right, yeah. Like, I don't know if you yeah. guys come across that. Like, I've had people yeah. like, well, how much are you going to charge me? And I'm like, yeah. no, they're, yeah. they're, like, they're, like, they're expecting, hey, uh, let me transfer you over to my assistant yeah. to, to bill you. You know, yeah. it's like, like no, no, it's just call. It's a regular conversation. Exactly. No, no, yeah. I was like, what? Like, no. And I, 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 you'd be surprised. I guess there are people that do charge. Yeah. And I was like, well, like, who told you this? Like, well, I was talking to somebody else, and they told me it was going to be 500 bucks or just 100 to consult. bucks. I'm yeah. just like, yeah. it's like, no, that's 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 crazy. And it kind of comes down, I'm glad you mentioned that. It kind of comes down to like mortgage apps. You know, a lot of people think that by filling out a mortgage application, it, it's like, they're automatically committed, yeah. committed to purchase, yeah. you know? And I'm like, no, that's not always the case. I want you to fill it out now so that you know, if you're, if you're qualified now and you're where you want to be, then great. We, we can start looking if you're ready. Yeah. But if you're not ready or you're not qualified to where you want to be, then Jose could go over the, the, what you need to do, like Everardo was saying, mm-hmm. to get you to where you need to be in a year and six months from now. Yeah. So what credit cards do I need to pay off? What credit cards do I need to acquire? Yeah. What do I need to do in order to do that, you know, so that's a lot. What, what a lot of people just don't understand, and then you need it. And yeah. I, I think people don't realize when when we literally say like it's not a mortgage application; it's like a, it's a consultation. You know, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, yeah. not everybody's going to be ready at that second to buy. Correct. You know, not, not, it's like a lot of people just want to see wh- where they are. They want to navigate. You know, see like where I'm at now, where I can be in five months, where I can right. be in a year. I mean, we've worked with customers exactly. who apply yeah. today probably and won't buy a house till a year from now. Right. But and that's one thing I don't know if you guys know. Like when I have the conversations with our clients, like I tell them from the very beginning, I'm like, look, like this is a journey. Like everybody's journey is a little bit different to home ownership. Mm-hmm. I go, some people apply and they'll find a house in 30 days. That's their dream home. They, they do it. Yeah. I go, some people apply and then we have to work on this, this and this. 
and then it takes them three months. Some people, you know, might not find the house for six months. Yeah. I go, at the end of the day, it's a journey. Your journey is specific to you. But yeah. the, the goal is for, for at the very end that we all get you into home ownership. And people, when I, when I tell them like that, like, it makes sense to them. Like, no, right. you know, you're right. You know, yeah. they feel like we're not pushing them. You know, we're not pressuring them. Like, hey, right. you know, go buy now. No, it's like, yeah. it's, right. it's, when, it's really whenever you're ready. Yeah. And you'll know when that time is. Because they, they yeah. ask, like, how long is the pre-qualification valid for? Yeah. And, right. You know, obviously, the, the, it stamps at three yeah. months. But it doesn't necessarily mean they have to make up their mind in three months. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a yeah. big investment. It's a big decision. So, you know, it, sometimes it takes time. Yeah. Sometimes that first house that we view, you absolutely love, and it's the one. And, and uh, a lot of times buyers kind of are on the fence about it because they don't, it feels like, hey, you know, I just saw the first house. <laughs> I love it, but yeah. I want to keep looking. Yeah. But they keep looking, and unfortunately that Go first one goes, on. and then they, they live in that regret and that, hey, you know, I should have made that first offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll feel it. You'll have the gut feeling. That's always, you know, the moment is, is living the moment and feeling it. Um, so, yeah, the prequel, yeah, it's valid for three months, but it doesn't mean you have to make up your mind in three yeah. months. We've had clients sitting on the fans for two years, and we finally got them to a home, which is great. Um, but sometimes, it, yeah, it takes time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's funny because I, I, I think even me, you know, going through my buying experience, yeah. it was like I, I always tell people, like, people get bummed out. Like, oh, man, I saw this house I didn't get, especially when there was so much competition. Oh, absolutely. And, and I always tell customers, I'm like, hey, like, it just it, it, was, it wasn't meant to be. Meant to be. Right. You'll, you'll realize it, and eventually, like, you're, no, you were right. Like, we, found it, we ended up finding this house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mentally, you always it's, have to prepare for that. Like, if you go into it, and, and, and let's say it's highest and best offers do, just go into it with the mindset of, you offered the most you're willing to pay. Exactly, yeah. So not a dollar over that were you willing to pay. Yeah. Exactly. Now, if you get outbidded, you know, hey, if 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 I if what I offered was the most possible I was willing yeah. to pay. If I find out that the guy next to me that got it paid a dollar more, I won't be upset. Exactly. So yeah. just with that mentality, that's peace of mind. That's 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 right. always the, the mentality to be be positive and and just keep the right attitude. And if it's meant to be, and if if you're if it's if actually the property that you actually love, um, get com- competitive and uh, and maybe maybe it will be able to get you into it. Right. No, no. One thing, like I said, back to working with you guys, the relationship that we've built over the years. Like I've, I mean, I've seen you guys negotiate. You weren't the highest, but it's you know you know when back to working with somebody with experience, yeah. Yeah. like knowing like you know what to negotiate and where to negotiate right. that you don't have to be the highest to get your offer accepted. Sometimes, you know, it's, right. it's negotiating skills and, and experience on how to write the contract yes. definitely goes, goes a far way. So I just wanted to thank you guys for, for coming in today. I, I this is something that I think people are going to enjoy, you know, conversations. Thank you. I think that thank we should you. do more of, um, I want you to start off with, I guess we'll start off with Brad. Where, where can the people get a hold of you, Brad website, phone number. So, uh, first of all, uh, thank you, Jose, for having us here. And I, it was a great talk. We went over some great topics, and I hope that, you know, we could do it again. I hope we get some information out that people needed to hear. And if they have any questions, they could definitely reach out to me at 602-535-9923. That's 602-535-9923. And, uh, yeah, once again, Jose, thank you for getting us out here. Uh, my cell phone 602-535-9607. Uh, Instagram's ever with the underscore. And uh, Facebook is Everardo Chavez. Thank you, guys.